God's wisdom, he aligns things for us to be able to take hold of and build upon. And um, there's a, a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, right at the end of the chapter, it says that in the face of Jesus, we can find the fullness of the knowledge of God. This morning, my request and my prayer is because there's no way that any of us can ever cover every aspect of the things that we're speaking about. But our heart's cry and, our rep- and, and prayer is that we would take that which God is speaking to us and go to his face. And as we gather under his face, as we behold and we see Jesus, he would bring the further revelation and understanding that we need. Please don't wait and rest your revelation and understanding upon us because you'll be gravely disappointed. But find it in him. This morning, I'm going to be taking a few moments to actually speak about the context building upon how do elders and eldership teams, local churches, partner with translocal ministry. You see, the reality is, as Matt went through a whole range of the triangles, and the guys in my church will know this because when he preached it a few weeks ago, and all the stuff that goes with it, but the reality is, is there's been much hurt, but that verse that, that Matt mentioned just a little while ago, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, in the NIV, it says, follow after me as I follow after Christ. In the ESV, it says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Can I just say the hallmark of what is in the local church continues to flow in the reality of translocal ministry. And what I want to say today is that in that same way that we see the hierarchical structures that are out there in the world, in the same way we can end up having that in translocal ministry if we don't live by and walk by the same principles that we see in the Word of God that Matt has just taught us. You see, Paul says, he says, actually, an an apostle, if you actually go to Scripture, says it's like the scum of the earth. Who wants to be an apostle now? No, my point is, it's the fact that we, by nature, want to position people and make them to be kings. We want to go, because ultimately, do you know why? When we say you're going to be the king, it takes responsibility from my life off. But we've got to come back and say, no, there is only one king, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the king above all kings. And in him and through him are all things and will be all things. And we follow after him. And even as a translocal team, New Covenant Ministry, we're going to look at what does that look like a little bit. But our greatest calling is to follow after Jesus. That's it. Did you hear that? But in saying that, what I want us also to understand is that as a team, as we see in Scripture, we acknowledge the highest governing authority in the local church is the eldership team. You need to hear that today. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists that we see in Ephesians 4, which we'll read in a few moments' time, they are gifts to the church they're not superiority in the church. I want you to hear that. If you're an elder 
in, in a local church, as Matt said a moment ago, an eldership team lead the church. There is a captain, and we have coined the phrase visionary elder, but it's not to bring all the vision. The whole team brings vision. The captain brings that vision together and brings the direction and the outworking of it. So there's continuity in the team and through the church. And our role as a translocal team is to be a team that comes alongside local churches and helps them by equipping and strengthening and building them to be able to walk into all that God has. We don't come in as the guest speakers walking on the clouds. We don't come in with a sense of we've got something and you don't. Superiority. Paul, as, as he speaks to the church in Philippi, as he speaks to the church in... Um, in Ephesians says, in, if you look at Philippians 1, if they can bang that up on the screen just quickly, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I just say today, being part of a translocal and as we would say, an apostolic, prophetic, hearted team, Ephesians 4 team, is not the goal of ministry. Otherwise, it's a hierarchical structure. Oh, I walk into the church and I get saved and I'm a saint. Oh, but then I need to behave really well and act like I should to become a deacon. And then when I've behaved really well and acted and the elders now notice me, well, then maybe I can become an elder. Oh, now that I've got there, gee, I gotta be the visionary. I gotta be the guy. Oh, now I'm the guy. Now, now what next? I gotta be an apostle. Then I will have made it. I will have reached the epic center of leadership for my life. But now that I'm an apostle, I want to be tyrant. Because I need to lead the team. The whole problem with this is this simple truth. You never knew your identity when you became a saint. And leaders. We've got to come back to bringing people back to their identity in Christ. You don't have to achieve and earn and work your way up because you already are a son and a daughter of God. The greatest calling you can have is to be a son or a daughter of the King of Kings. And really the roles of leadership is this family. It's family. We do this together. We have, we have fathers and mothers that lead us and guide us and direct us into the things of God, but it doesn't make them any better. It's just their role. It's just what God's called them to do. I'm not going to go into some of the stuff I was originally because Matt's already covered it so well. <clears throat> Excuse me one moment. I feel like my voice is finally breaking, but... <clears throat> 
can't be true because I'm going to be a grandfather soon. So anyway. And I'm not having dreams. I'm still holding on to visions. But anyway. But if we can very quickly turn to Acts chapter 20, verse 17 to 21. If we can do that. From verse 17. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you from the first day I came to you to the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears. Did you hear that? Paul and an apostle, not Paul, Apostle Paul, Paul and apostle came with great humility and with tears. And in the mindset of serving, in the mindset of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. And I've declared to you both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to jump down to verse 27 just for a moment. Verse 27 says, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he brought with his own blood. You see, translocal ministry Apostolic, prophetic, hearted ministry is not about what you can do for me. It's about me laying my life down to be able to help you to see you fulfill the purposes of God. And apostolic and prophetic ministry in that sense, hearted ministry, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, our responsibility is to come in to help us as local churches, as eldership teams, to know the whole counsel, the whole will of the Word of God. So we don't want to bring somebody in just to give us the preach that we want to hear. We need to bring in the gifts that are going to help the church to grow to maturity. We don't want my best mate, although I love my best mate and I want him to come and preach but I don't bring him in because he's my mate. I go, God, what is it right now that you were saying that you were wanting to do in us as a local congregation? And the elders together pray and say, Father, you want to bring through the prophetic. So don't bring in an evangelist. Bring in the prophetic gifting to invest into the life of the church so that it would grow and mature. Bring the apostles in to deal with the foundational issues. Bring the evangelists in to stir us and to equip us and to train us to be able to be who we've called to be and out there. Can I just say one little comment on that last? Keep watch over yourselves and listen to this and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Can I just say this, elders, deacons, oversee the flock the Holy Spirit has made you overseers of. Hear my heart in that? 
Because sometimes we've got people that we're trying to take care of that the Holy Spirit didn't actually make us overseers of. We need to hear His voice for the people that we are responsible for. And can I also say this? Sometimes those people are not in our pews. And we're responsible to go get those ones and bring them back. But it's the ones the Holy Spirit has made us overseers of. So what is translocal ministry? What is New Covenant Ministries? Can I say New Covenant Ministries is just one of many groups of people in a sense, if I can use that term for a moment, that has a heart that actually wants to build into the hearts and the lives of local churches that they would grow to the fullness of what God has. I mentioned a moment ago, we're not an apostolic prophetic team. Otherwise, every person on this team needs to be an apostle and a prophet. We're an apostolic, going, sent, prophetic, hearing God in the present about the future, preparing for it so that we may become it, hearted team. That means it's in our heart that we would actually be going people, but in the midst of that, we would be hearing the voice of God and helping churches to be able to grow and to mature into what God has for them. Can I say New Covenant Ministries is not a group of churches. It's not a movement. It's a team of people. It's a team of gifts that we see in Scripture that are recognized. And because we see those gifts as we released new people last night, we see the gifting upon their life. We say, come do this with us. And New Covenant Ministries in simplicity is like-hearted people with the same vision and values walking together, serving the purposes of the King and the Kingdom by investing and pouring our lives and laying down our lives and our gifts that the church would grow to the fullness of what God has. Can, Can I just throw this in? If you ask any one of us who by the grace of God are privileged to be part of this team, we come by the leading of the Spirit of God and the provision of God. We don't come for a paycheck. We pay our way. We pay our way. And yes, there may be times where churches honor and but we don't come for money. We come for the kingdom. Because the kingdom of God needs to be advanced. So we lay down our lives. We take our money out of our pockets or our churches support us where they can. But can I say there's many times this team I know and for ourselves where we haven't had the money so it comes out of my pocket. Am I looking for anything? No. This is what we do for the sake of the kingdom. I want us to hear mindsets be broken today. This is not this high-flying club. Can, Can I just... Where's Paul Collinson, Dave Hager, Zeddy? Could you guys stand? Chris Smith. 
See these guys. Leo and me, Leo and, Leo and I, we can get away with economy reasonably comfortably. These guys pay a bigger price. I'm having a bit of fun, thanks guys, but just, but just for a moment. And if God gives them an upgrade, go for it. But do you know what? We're not looking for that. Pay my ticket, my hotel, my thing, and I'll come. No. Do you know, I love the most, one of the things I love the most about trans, being part of this translocal team is not going to the affluent countries. Take me to Mongolia, ba- Mongolia, baby. Give me India. Give me the places where the other people don't want to go. Because ultimately, in the end, the kingdom of God is still trying to reach Melbourne as well. <laughs> For whoever said Adelaide a moment ago. If it, or if it was Sydney, I don't know who it would do. But you hear my heart. We're not in this for profile. We're not in this for what we can get. We're in this for Jesus, that His kingdom would come. Churches would arise. Leaders would come through. Churches would be planted. Can I just say, in the midst of what we do, we need business people. As we heard yesterday, we need business people. And we've got to change sometimes the way that we think. Elders today, ask God to give you a revelation of what the future looks like that we can take marketplace elders and see actually beachheads open in new regions. We've got to be flexible. We say we want to be organic. That means we're willing to be, allow God to bring change and to grow. What we've known has been wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. But there's a new day. There's a new season. And there's millions and billions that are waiting to meet Jesus. And now is our time to arise. Ephesians chapter 4, if we can. <clears throat> I'm going to read around about nine or so verses, if that's all right. Picking up in verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience. Bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and there is one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call. There is one Lord. Can I get an amen on that? One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. So who gave the gifts to men? Jesus. So you can't work your way up or earn it or achieve it or study to get it. It's a gift from the King of Kings. And if it's not the gift on your life, can I say, don't try and get it. Because you end up trying to be someone who you're not called to be and you will burn out and you will die and you will hurt other people. Just be free to be you. 
Fest, wow. Ui. Jo. Verse 9, in saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? Thank you, Jesus, you did that. We don't have to. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he may fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and the teachers or the pastors and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, because I'm not politically correct and I don't care, (laughs) to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be be children tossed to and fro by the waves and and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You see, the measure, if we were to say how successful is an apostolic, prophetic, hearted, translocal team of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. The way that we would have to measure that is the success of the churches that are growing up into maturity. Not how many pulpits I preached in. Not how many flights that I had. But how is the church maturing? How is the church growing up? Cliff made a little comment last night. And he he said, there's an old saying If all you have is the word, you dry up. If all you have is the spirit, you blow up. But when you have both, we grow up. Sal was sitting next to me and he said, really interesting comment. The people that are arguing about the word and the spirit ultimately just don't want to grow up. Sal. Can I? I know we're having a bit of a laugh. But did you hear that? Sometimes we're trying to convince people. Sometimes they just don't want to grow up. Which takes me back to be shepherds of the flock, the Holy Spirit made you overseers of. Think about that. Think about it. We need both. And part of this apostolic, prophetic, translocal ministry, this team is to help churches to grow up. So that means we need people with different giftings and abilities. We need guys that are flowing in greater measures in the spirit, but then we need the teachers. 
We need the prophets. We need the apostles laying foundations and dealing and helping us journey through. We need the pastors as shepherds. Do you know, if you go back into the Greek, that's, that word, when they says in their pastor, is actually when it's only time it's accurately translated as pastor, shepherd. Every other time it's translated shepherd because it's talking about the function, not the title. Yet the world today, the church today is made, everyone's a pastor. It's used once in the context of the Bible in Ephesians 4. Every wind of doctrine, the, honey, the human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. The enemy's trying to get into the church to deceive it. If you want to, yes, I, my, my role is a shepherd, as a pastor, yes. But as Matt said, it's not my title. I value the, the mechanic as much as an apostle. Because a mechanic walking in what God's got for him is having probably sometimes just as big an impact and a different impact that, that as an apostle or a prophet or anyone who ever have. I'm trying to help us to see the value of every person. This team has a purpose. This team has a place. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists have a place. But they're not it. Jesus is it. He is the one that we will follow, that we will lay our lives down. And can I just say this as well today, that you need to raise your children to live for. Leo, would you stand please? <laughs> All right. He said that, not me. <laughs> Matt Doty, Matt, would you stand? Could you guys both just stand here? Um, Paul Collinson, would you stand as well, please? I'm just picking these guys at their front. Matt, can you take four steps forward? Leo, four steps forward. If you're part of their eldership teams, would you just come and stand behind them for a moment, please? And I just want you to form a triangle behind them for a moment. Jump up there, no, jump up there, jump up there. Please, go forward. Do you guys know what a triangle looks like? Remember, remember Matt's example. Okay. Shh. Just listening for a second. I want to, as I close, I want to give us a picture to try and remember if I can. We spoke about the triangles before and we see the biblical model is follow after me as I follow after Christ. And we often say it this way, and I know Matt said there's no perfect picture. But something that I've really felt in the last season is to go, actually, we need to see it this way. Because it's completely equal, doesn't matter where you stand. Now, I could ask the deacons in their churches and then the saints in their churches to come and stand with them. You see, the position of leadership, the position and the role of actually being the church that we're called to do is to walk together, follow after Jesus. No one is better than anyone else, as Matt was preaching before. Local church context, three local churches. But you're not a translocal, apostolic, prophetic-hearted gift into your church. So all of a sudden, 
Matt's over here and he goes, do you know what? There's a gifting upon Leon. And no, not Leo, Leon. There is this Leo as well. But Leon and Vanessa are part of an apostolic heart of prophetic team that have a gift upon their life and they're needed to come into Melbourne Life Church for a season to be able to help them to grow into the greater things that he has. So all of a sudden, Leon and Vanessa, who's out with the little one, come on, comes over. And now you guys are getting so excited. Matt and Elodie are called to go and join with Paul and Nicole for a moment to help them to come to the fullness of what God has. And then Zeddy's over here and, he's, and these guys go, man, we need a prophet. So the prophet comes over here. And then, I was going to say Biff, but Paul's over here and Nicole over here. And then all of a sudden they come over to Melbourne because there's something from, come over, let's move over, please, come. Now, if you guys can stop facing me and keep facing them, please. All of a sudden, just listen to me for a moment, please. I want us to hear, hear the heart, but see a picture. Because these gifts, and the reason I intentionally started with Leon, is because it doesn't have to be the guy, the visionary role leader. Oh, we need the visionary leader to come. I'm a visionary leader. If it's what God says, then do it. Now, also, I want to take it to another step for a moment in a picture. When a local church is saying, God, what is it we need? It should be the eldership team that Matt preached about before that's getting before God and saying, God, what is it together you are saying to us and who are the right people to bring in for this season that will help us as a church to grow? And some of those trips will be short-term. Come in, minister to the context of the eldership team, minister into the context of the life of the church for a weekend. And then all of a sudden, Zeddy comes back. And, and then all of a sudden, Paul and, and Nicole go back. All right, I've got one minute. So let, me, let me finish this if I can. And then sometimes, and please, this is not a prophetic declaration. Please hear my heart. But sometimes we need to be able to send people to go to other places for longer periods of time. And it's not about the local church which they were in. So whether it's for a weekend, whether it's for a month, or whether it's for a year, or whether it's they never come back, it's ultimately for the purposes of the kingdom. And we raise our children to live this way. And I don't stand here today saying, oh, look, you know, great theory. My oldest girl, my first grandson, is going to be born later this year in another nation. But we raised her and our other kids from the day they were born for the sake of the kingdom and for the nations. And who am I 
to turn around and say they should not go. When the very thing that I've invested into them is the sake of the kingdom. Because our own children, physical and spiritual, actually do not belong to us. They've been entrusted to us. And this team stands together moving from nations to regions to cities to beyond and is here, if you're a local leader of a local church, your eldership team, we are here to walk with you, to journey with you. And can I also say, not just when things are going wrong, but when things are going well. To build relationship with the whole eldership team, the whole leadership team. If you ever choose to, and you probably won't now from t- after today, but if you ever choose to say, Darren and Beck, you, you want to come. I don't want to come just for a Sunday. And there may be on occasions that it happens, but I want to come. I want to be in your homes. I want to get to know you. That's our heart. Because relationship is what holds us and strengthens us and enables us together. And then all of a sudden, Zeddy gets up and he goes over to Mongolia. <laughs> it's a prophetic word. No, just kidding. But do you know what? Then in our togetherness, in our togetherness, we say, do you know what? We've got these guys from this church, these guys from this church. Go with them because it's not about a church. It's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom and seeing the purposes and the plans of God fulfilled. Thanks, guys. If you grab your seats. And I'm done. It has been impossible today to cover every aspect of apostolic prophetic translocal ministry. But today I pray you've seen a picture, you've heard a heart, and I pray today that God would settle something in you.